Hey, how you doing, Ignite City? Hey, I wanted to take us real quick from um, uh, into Matthew chapter 14, um, starting here in verse 13, but especially verse 17. And this is the passage where Jesus is feeding the 5,000 plus. We know that it's more than 5,000 because the fact that there are women and children there um, means that I, I doubt that Jesus made it just a guy's lunch. Uh, you see in verse 21, and those who were about 5,000 men, um, I'm sorry, those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So this is 5,000 plus. Uh, but when you look at it, remember, this is a little boy's lunch. Jesus sees this massive crowd. I, don't know, I would guess 10, 15, 20,000 people. That's my guess. Uh, if you think of families coming and having more than one kid, and when you see them coming, let's just say 10, 10 or 15,000 people showing up. And they, got, they don't have any food to pass out to the people. And so Jesus has this heart of compassion. Um, we see in verse 14, When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, had compassion on them, and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. Here's in verse 17. They said to him, we only have five loaves here and two fish. And I highlighted those three words, we have only. Friends, it is so easy for us in our walking with the Lord to show God why we can't do something or why something won't happen, even though he's saying, go forward with it. Even though he's commanded things in the scriptures, even though he calls us, I mean, think about it. We're supposed to go make disciples, or we're supposed to encourage and help the poor, and we're supposed to reach people that don't know the Lord, and we're supposed to feed those who have no... They don't have any food. We're supposed to care for those who are oppressed. I mean, all these things, it seems so massive. But we look into the pages of scriptures of the scripture to show us what is it that we're supposed to do. How do we do this, God? And then we look at the problem and go, man, we only have, I only have, we look at the problems of the world. And so a lot of times what it causes us to do is just to retreat back and say, it's too big. I can't do any of this. Well, friends, I don't know that God has called us to change the whole world individually. I believe he's called the church, the global church, Christians around the world, to impact the world with the gospel. Therefore, Christians are impacting and changing the world, or Jesus is doing that through Christians. But we, a lot of times we have this, we have this, uh, this personality, this attitude that it has to be, anything I do has to impact the thousands or the millions. And friends, I believe that it will, but it's going to be through leaving a legacy, and it's going to be through multiplication. Where you look, God, you ask the Lord, God, show me the one. Who's the one this week that I can impact with the gospel? And when someone comes to know Christ and you teach them, we teach them how to become disciple makers and they go do the same thing, then multiplication happens and we can have an impact on the world. But when you see that phrase, they said, they said to him, we have only five, five loaves here and two fish. We have only. Friends, that phrase should not lead us to despair. When it's something that God is asking us to do, asking our opinion on, instead of us stopping and saying, well, I, I can only do this, I only have, what if we say those same words, we only have or I only have, not with despair, but with expectant hope and excitement that God is going to come through and do something absolutely amazing. That we sit there and go, okay, instead of saying, gosh, I only have and so I can't, what if we change it and change the perspective so that it's something like, Okay, you're asking us to do this massive, huge thing. Man, I only have this, and so God, what are you going to do? You present, I present, we present what we have. 
and it may be small. And that's all that God is asking. I do not believe that God ever asks us to do anything for him that he doesn't also provide for. So if, if what I have, and say it's small, this is what God has provided for me to do what it is that he wants me to do. I'm managing what belongs to him, but I present it. And instead of saying, but oh, how is this going to make an impact on so many? What if we change it? And we get excited when we when all that we can say to God is, I only have this. And so what are you going to do? What are you going to, how are you going to take what I give you and what are you going to do with it? What, what miracle are you going to do? How are you going to impact a life that impacts a life that impacts a life with the gospel to make disciples? What if we change our focus and our perspective from despair to hope-filled expectancy that God is going to come through and do something incredible? When I read that, it got me so jacked up because I thought, man, okay, God, I, I want to be used by you. And I'm so thankful that I'm part of a church community where we're saying, we want to be used by you to impact just the one. But yeah, of course, but we want to impact as many people as possible. Instead of me, again, instead of me looking going, I only can do this. What if I say, man, I only have this. We only have this. So God, we're going to present what we have. And we're going to trust you to do something so mind-blowing that it's going to be recorded for the last 2,000 years, just like this was when Jesus fed the, the 15,000 plus people. Friends, let's change our perspective. Let's get back into the habit. Make it the norm in our lives and in our personalities and in our perspectives that God is still up to the miraculous. We present what we have. We give it to him in obedience to what it is that he wants us to do. And we wait expectantly, hope-filled, knowing that God is going to come through. Friends, I hope that's an encouragement. I hope it's a conviction. I hope it, I hope it challenges us. Let's be people who actually still believe that God does the miraculous. Friends, love you more than you know. We'll talk soon.